Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 105, the Route 105 episode, at the also 105.3 Cat Country, which is a radio station up in Vermont. Shout out the Catamount, shout out Bailey, shout out Castleton, shout out Dylan. Speaking of Dylan, I'm with him, Tucker, Cam, I'm Trey. How are we doing, gentlemen? Good. Oh, we're doing great. Everybody's getting over COVID, so we're moving on from that. And uh, speaking of moving on, it's the first episode of the new year, first episode of 2022. So our officially our third year of doing this podcast. But um, so with the first episode of 2022, we have the first points of 2022. So uh, the first poll, which we delivered at the takes we delivered at the Wasties, I'm taking home the first point of the year. And uh, the loser there was Dylan. So, um, you wait can... for the for the first one that that we didn't put up till late. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Damn it. Um, the I second. I remember what mine was. It was Miracle on Ice Part Two. Oh, that's so sad. Come people, on, guys. People don't believe you. Um, the second take, which was last week's. We have a tie for a winner between me and Dylan. So, Tucker, I'm going to ask you to please pull out the AirPods. And since, Dylan, I have one point and you have none, you can call it. Nope, you can call it. Okay. Um, nope, you saw it. You saw I, it. You saw it. Didn't see it. I'm uh, feeling, feeling left today. Feeling a little lefty. Left. God damn it. Oh, we're starting the year hot. Two points to me, zero points to anybody else. And Tucker, you were the loser on that uh, poll, by the way. It takes sucks. Well, two, two and all. Two, oh two, zero, zero, zero. I have a lead. I mean, if it goes the rest of the way where, you know, for the next, you know, for every week somebody else gets a point, I will win. So, um, all right. Any other winners and losers? Uh <laughs> Raiders might actually make the playoffs. So, Cam, your take looking all right. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to say that. Raiders <laughs> got it. They, it went from 6% to 16%. So now I think it's at like 50 Maybe. Is it really that high? I don't know. Um, who else has playoff takes they can remember? I don't. I don't know any more takes that are right or wrong. Really, maybe maybe my Colts said, take said, a loser. Yeah, there should be a bunch of losers now that teams are eliminated. Um, Baker Mayfield is trash. That's better, but if they're not making the playoffs. Case Keenum is not going to leave him there. That's a loser. Yeah, uh, and Carson Wentz did play, so the uh, Sam Ellinger take is officially dead. Um, Never know. Might not play this week. I, I guess. If he gets hit by a bus. Um, I'm trying to think of other playoff takes. Who has weird teams in the playoffs? Those are usually cam-type takes. Like, this trash team will make the playoffs. Um, I don't know. All right. Wasted takes. I got a wasted take. So, we all remember back when Antonio Brown signed with the Bucks. I declared the curse of Antonio Brown on them. 
Now it's taken a year and a half to go up, to come to fruition, but they won a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown. Would you let that me? Would, would you let me give my take, please? So you notice that the teams that have that have Antonio Brown when he's on the team, they are good. You look at the Steelers when they had Antonio Brown, they were good. You look at the Patriots when they had Antonio Brown, they looked great that one game. They won by like a hundred. You look at the Bucks when they had Antonio Brown. They were good. He was a he was a not a huge contributor, but he did help win a Super Bowl. He caught like five t- catches and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But you look at these teams after he departs. You look at the Steelers. They have been pretty much nothing. They had a decent year last year, but it was a lot a very overinflated year. Um, but they've basically been nothing since he left. Um, and now Big Ben is retiring, and they are you know aimless. You look at the Patriots, they lost Tom Brady, and they had their worst year after that, uh, worst year in 20 years after that, and now who knows what's going to happen with that moving forward. Um, don't even get me started on the Raiders. I mean, he was there for like a cup of coffee, and their organization's a dumpster fire. So now that the Bucks have cut Antonio Brown, I'm guaranteeing a first-round playoff exit. They are going to lose in the first round of playoffs. I hate this take because it contradicts my Super Bowl winner, but... I got to do it. I mean, this they lost Chris Godwin. Now they don't have AB. They have to rely on Mike Evans, who Tom Brady hates, and Gronk, who is old. But the AB curse is finally coming around to roost. The Buccaneers will be cursed by cutting AB. They should have cut him, but they're going to be cursed by it. They will lose in the first round of the playoffs. Tucker, go ahead. So do you see what Trey's doing right now, guys? This is called two things. It's number one, playing both sides, and it's moving the goalposts. So he's doing two things in one here, which is honestly beautiful in the process of Trey just trying to always be a winner, even when he's a loser. Number one, he's moving the goalposts because he's saying that the A-B curse before was still right. It was just the fact that they leave. once he leaves, the curse starts. So he's trying to alter that type. And now he's also playing both sides because now if the Bucks win, Trey's a winner because he said they're going to make the Super Bowl. If they lose, he's a winner because he said they're going to lose in the first round. It's just a classic Trey McNinch. I'm trying to come out on top no matter what. And I'm just uh, trying to get points whatever way possible. Okay. If he doesn't get the point this week because the Bucks lose, guess what happens? Oh, well, I said they were going to win the Super Bowl anyway, so I was right. It's a classic move. Great move, Trey. Can you stop, like, remarking on my takes and actually give a thought to, to the actual <laughs> meat of it? Um, so I don't buy it purely because the Raiders now look better than they've ever looked. The Patriots are on the up and up. And the Steelers aren't that bad. I mean, I think the Steelers, the Steelers are the only exception to it. But I think the Patriots and the Raiders are both on the up and up, and I think that's the problem. If you did this at the beginning of the season, I feel like this would work better because the Raiders looked bad, the Patriots just came off their worst season, and the Steelers didn't make the playoffs. So it's just tough at this point to make that take. But I don't know. Cameron? Um... No, no, it's Brady. It's Brady in the playoffs. Doesn't have first round exits except for that Titans game, um, and that was kind of his last leg. I, I think 
Right now they're set up to play the Niners. This is Jimmy G, Tom Brady showdown. I expect that to be the matchup, to be honest with you. I think it's it's a good one. I think the Niners are very capable of winning that game, but at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I think if he were to lose to Jimmy G, you could make a take out of that. Like, is that just crossing a bridge? Is that a Jimmy G is now taking over? You know, you could make something of it. I don't think it's going to happen personally, but I don't wildly disagree with the take. I think it's, you know, somewhat soft. Uh, but How is it fun. soft? How is you you throwing around the word soft is just wrong. You don't know the definition of a soft take, apparently. How is it soft? It's saying the the number two seed, right. one of the Myron, favorites Myron to win the Super Bowl, one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl isn't going to win their first playoff game. It's not even that they're not going to win the Super Bowl. It's not. It's that they're not going to win their first playoff game. How is that soft? Because they have one receiver. You explained it. You explained the reason why they're going to to lose, and it makes sense. I mean, their defense has not been playing to par. Tom Brady's been saving them, and now they're out, you know, two of their best wide receivers. It makes it would make sense for them to lose. They are probably only going to be favored like three points. So a take is only a, a good take to you if it's just impossible to come true. No, but if a take, it, we'll see what the line comes up as. If it's a three-point take and you're like, you know what, I'm taking the underdogs. They're going to they're gonna win. I don't think that's a waste to take, but you know, whatever, bro. Whatever. You guys are such haters. You're so mad that I won the freaking award. Go ahead, Dylan. Um, <clears throat> was it that just the Bucks were getting a one-round one exit, or that, like all four teams were? Or three? No, the Buccaneers. Okay. For some reason, I, I was framing. I was giving some context, but okay, apparently okay. that worked against so, me for with everybody. So here's the thing. The I think. The curse of AB, I think, happens the year after he leaves, right? Because the Patriots stunk the year after he left, right? Well, what, they lost Brady the year that he left. That was Brady's last year. He left after yeah. the season. Yeah, and then they sucked the next year. Yeah, right? okay. The, the Steelers, when he was on the Steelers, the next year they went 8-8. Eight and eight. It was one of their worst years under Big Ben because they didn't ever go less than 500, so that has to be at least tied for worst. Um and then uh, now with the Bucks, we'll see what happens next year. I don't think that it's going to matter this year. I think, like Cam said, uh, the they're riding on Brady. Um, but you never know what's going to happen next year with Brady. Um, you know, as everybody says, he keeps getting older, and we we just don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I I, I don't like that. Uh, I'm kind of losing ground on the take there on the on the Bucks uh, segment, but. Um, no, I think when you have a guy on your team that's like that, sometimes it's it's better when he's not there. So I can't imagine that many guys on the team are going to be like, "Oh, I'm really bummed out." Well, Brady <laughs> so was. He's like, "I love. We all love him. We're all going to miss him." Blah blah blah. It was such bullshit. Yeah. Well, exactly. That's just that's just talk. And I think. I think it's either going to be a mute point or it's not going to matter. They're going to talk about it on the, you know, uh, player interviews. They're going to talk about it while games are going on, but I really don't think it's going to matter. They're going to play how they've been playing, and I don't see them as being a first-round bounce. Ben likes my take, by the way. You guys are mean. Uh, go. Who's next? Trey, I'll go I'll go, Daniels. By the way, I like your take. I, mm. I think it's going to happen. 
this year there was no picture posted on twitter of my head in my hands because ohio state won and if you watch that game our freshman quarterback cj stroud who will be back next year went off with our two wide receivers two of them are going to the draft they didn't play didn't matter our two stud wide receivers that are coming back went off for like six touchdowns and 400 yards or something crazy um so my take's pretty simple. We don't have a ton of guys going to the draft this year. Not a big draft class. Still one of the best recruiting classes. Ohio State wins the Natty next year. Undefeated. Doesn't doesn't win a game by less than 10. Done. So they're going undefeated, winning the national championship, and won't lose by less than 10. Won't, won't win by less than 10. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Won't win by All less than 10. All the big injuries will be double digits. They're going to destroy um, everyone they play. I don't hate the national championship take um, based on what you're telling me. I'm believing you because I don't know a lot about Ohio State. But I think guaranteeing an undefeated season A and blowing out every team, essentially, B, is uh, a little tougher. But I could, I mean, they're one of those, like, I've said that there's only, you know, six schools that can win a national championship. And, um, he, they they certainly are one of those power programs that can come in and do it. So I don't see why not. But I don't know about the the second half of your two your two takes. Um, Tucker, go ahead. Um, I don't believe in it, but I have no real backing behind it. I just don't know enough about the future of college football, like who's staying, who's leaving, <laughs> all that. I don't follow the little things that much, but I don't know. I just think college football is too random to ever predict a perfect season, uh, especially for a team that didn't make it to the uh, to the football playoff last year, this year. So it's yeah, they made tough. it natty. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I no, get no, that. This year, this year, they also yeah, had Jeff yeah, Fields. I, I mean, I guess CJ Stroud's still a baller, but. Uh, yeah, it's so, just hard, so especially because I, I know their best player is Olave right now, so it's just hard to believe they lose Olave. Oh, Olave. That's wrong. Olave, whatever. Olave is not, he's like their third string wide receiver. Isn't he and like the number six pick in the draft? Yeah. No, he's, he's like, no, he's like, he's like, what, what latter half of the first round? He's like 15 so to 20, have, I think. So Olave and Wilson are both projected <laughs> from first round, and they are the two and three wide receiver on the team. Oh wait, did so, see that guy drop like two hundred fifty yards in his uh, bowl game? Three hundred and uh, yeah, he was a bumper. Is that Martin so Harrison's kid? Did they he sat up? down? Quick fun fact: they sat down Olave and Wilson. who were sitting at like before the game, sitting out, and and that the guy um, Smith Najibwa or something is that last name is. 
they sat all three of them down and they're like, so who do you think out of you three is the best one? And they all pointed at the dude that was playing. So they got a lot of talent coming back. They lost this year. They were very young and they lost to a very good Michigan team who's losing all their guys. I don't think it's going to be a problem going undefeated. Once they play, play Bama in the uh, playoffs, it'll be a little bit more tough. Uh, Dill, any thoughts? Um, I'm all on board, Cam. I, I love this type of take. Uh, I I don't I think they're the underdog, um, but I think they're going to ride the back of their freshman quarterback and, and win some games. I love it. Um, Ohio State fan almost went there, uh, kind of, online, not really. Um, so I'm all on board, Cam. Thank you. All right, who's next? Tucker. Uh, I'll go. Um, so I've been looking at, uh, you know, uh, specifically Defensive Player of the Year race. Everyone's throwing around Trayvon Diggs' name. Had a ton of picks this year. I know this take already. In NFL history. And um, everyone's always shouting out him to Depoy. I don't think he's a top 20 cornerback in the NFL. I genuinely believe he's just pick hungry. The guy tries to jump routes, constantly gets burnt because of it. But no one ever really watches the game. Everyone always just decides that he gets one interception and lets up 120 yards receiving. And they're like, yep, that's the GOAT right there. He's the best corner in the NFL. No. The best corners in the NFL don't get thrown at. Like, that's the thing with the difference between him and a guy like Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey doesn't have 12 picks a year because no one throws at Jalen Ramsey. Everyone throws at Trayvon Diggs because they know he's going to try and jump routes and so he can get burned. Even in the Patriots game, when he had that pick, next play went for a touchdown on him. Like, that's just how he plays. He plays too aggressively. And, yes, a pick is awesome, but if you're getting burnt twice as often as you're getting that pick, are you really that beneficial to your team? Yeah, I love this. I absolutely love this. Um, there was a stat, maybe I probably sent it to you guys, that he's given up the most yards of any corner in the entire league. And I watched one play uh, of the Cowboys game the other day, and it was burnt toast. He jumps routes, he baits all day. And, yeah, he gets a lot of picks, but exactly as Tucker said, you can't get a lot of picks unless they're throwing at you a lot of times. And if they throw at you a lot of times, it's probably because the guys are open at some point. And the guys have been open. It's just that when they're not running double moves, he's very good at baiting. He's very good at dumping routes. I'll give him that. He gets his hand on the ball. But at the end of the day, he's not a, he's not a man-to-man coverage corner. He can play a zone and come up in the flat and make a play. If he has help on the outside, he's probably going to come up with the ball. But I don't even think he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. I don't think he he should be. A, yeah, he's not top 20. No shot. No way. So, Tucker, you told me this tweet this week, uh, this take this week. And uh, originally, I disagreed with you. And I'm starting to come around uh, after you told me all his numbers and his PFF rankings and stuff like that. I do think he's top 20, simply based on the fact that um, – him getting all these interceptions so shows some ability to be around the ball at least and to, to make plays on the ball. Maybe he's not a lockdown corner. I don't think he's top 10. 
but I think he's top 20 just based on that. But you're right. I mean, there's a lot of times I used to think this about Jay-Z, JC Jackson. I used to think he was an overrated corner who just was lucky where the ball would land on his hand. And that's true a lot of the time for him, but he's also showed that he can lock down receivers and doesn't let up a ton of yardage. So uh, those two things make you, you know, a top five corner in the league. Um, but just one of them doesn't. Uh, I do think he deserves to be in the pro bowl and and he's a top 20 corner just because of the ability to be around the ball and the ability to make plays on the ball. But I do think he is very, very overrated. Uh, Dill. Um, I'm going to have to, I don't know. I'm going to agree with Tuck here. I think, um, made some good points and I don't think you guys, Frank Cam uh, made better points. Well, Cam agreed with him, so you clearly weren't listening. Nope, not at all. What was the take? Oh, I'm trying to. No, no. I'm trying no, to formulate my own response take. To my take. <laughs> uh, so I heard uh, you were shop looking around for a defensive player of the year. Uh, Trey said something about uh, off on ball guy, and uh, it sounds about right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> 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 The take Wait, was who, who was it? The take was Trayvon Diggs, who is currently leading the league in interceptions, oh, right. is a is a not top twenty corner in the league. Yeah, that's false. Okay, <laughs> perfect. <All right. laughs> uh, Moving on. Did you formulate a take, Dylan? I did. Okay, so um, the Cowboys, right? Cowboys are eleven and five, uh, leading the AFC East. Uh, sorry, NFC East. Um, that's to be expected. Uh, it's also expected for years and years and years for this team to be uh, better off at the end of the year than they are. Um, they just don't win Super Bowls, even though they're picked to be top one, two, three in the league. Um, I think bringing in Mike McCarthy, the uh, honeymoon phase with people praising him kind of ended halfway through the season. There were some questions about it. Um, I do think that he's a good coach and probably a good fit um, in, in Dallas in, in the years to come. But I think, uh, was it, isn't the owner, was it Jerry Jones? Correct. The owner? Correct. So, owner and GM. Um, I think he's a bit of a nut and I think he's going to lose his rocker here if they. Uh, if the Cowboys don't win in a couple seasons, and I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I have uh, Mike Tomlin in a couple years shifting gears and going to Dallas as the head coach of the Cowboys. Tomlin is losing Big Ben. He's been the coach of the Packers for a while now. Steelers. Um, that's sorry. Mike McCarthy with the Packers. Sorry. Um so, uh, he's going to be on a bit of a. We lost your mic. We lost your mic. Uh, sorry. The Steelers have been trending downward uh, for a few years now. Um, and I think after a couple more, he's going to be done. I think after a few more, the Cowboys are going to be done with McCarthy after they don't win. And uh, Tom is going to go more warm down to Texas, join the Cowboys, and uh, I think that'll be a better fit down there. Um, so I don't hate this take. Um, 
I think you're right that Jerry Jones is squirrely. Uh, he's never really content with being a bottom feeder, and I'm surprised Garrett stayed as long as he did with, with a lot of the seasons they had. But um, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Mike Tomlin is low-key a top five coach in the league. I mean, he has not really – I don't think – like you said, Dell, he doesn't really go – under 500 like it just doesn't happen despite the big talent. ben it's never been under 500 yeah so never. he doesn't and 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 big ben was was a great quarterback at a time in his life for the past five years or so i would not call him great i'd call him serviceable um but he's i he, wouldn't call him serviceable this year you well i mean he's serviceable or below i'm saying at his best in the past five years he's been serviceable if, you, if he goes 500 or more and he's not serviceable, I don't know what is because I would I would love to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a good point too. I, all I'm saying is that even without an elite QB, you know, Big Ben was an elite QB, but even without him, he still maintained the, the, the winning way, and he's a great coach. And um, if he shakes free from the Steelers, which I don't know if that's going to happen, Bill, just because I think that, yeah, that he does so well there. Thing. That that they they're probably going to pay him whatever he wants and keep him around. But if he does shake free, I don't see why he wouldn't go to a big program like the Cowboys, and why wouldn't the Cowboys want to have him? Uh, I don't think Mike McCarthy is long for the job. Uh, obviously, they're having success this year, but who knows if that continues? He just doesn't seem like the Cowboys' coach to me at all. But I guess we'll see. I don't know. It's an interesting take for sure. Uh, Cam, your division. Yeah, I'm here. Um, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't mind the take saying Thomas, you know, Big Ben's leaving. Thomas probably on the way out too. I don't see Jerry Jones hiring the type of guy like Tomlin as a head coach. Um, I'll leave it at that. I think Tomlin. (laughs) (laughs) I did not think of that. He's got too much history in Pittsburgh. He's done them nothing but favors, even in the years where. He's has had games. He's had to deal with adversity. He still goes to 500. He's got, I think, one only one Super Bowl under his belt, um, which is fine. It's tough to do in the league, obviously. Um, you get to. I just see. I just see him staying here, even if the Steelers take like a downturn, a little bit. There's there's got to be a reason to to get rid of him, and with everything he's done, not give him a chance to at least you know bounce back. If it did happen, I think it would be maybe like three, four years down the line, and I don't think it'd be Dallas. Tucker? Um, yeah, I just don't see Tomlin leaving. I feel like iconic head coaches don't really leave their teams. Like if He's been there so long, and they <laughs> honestly still have a lot of good pieces there that I just don't see a world in which he leaves. I think they're missing a quarterback, but there's a team with a really str- a strong wide receiving core, a really good run game, good line presence, uh, and a really fucking good defense. So I don't know. This doesn't seem like a team where I would have I would want to leave. Uh, I just think they have a lot of good going for them still. So I just can't see him leaving. Yeah, I've kind of come around on that now. Still, I, I don't think he's going to leave. Yeah, I, I might have as well. Um, <laughs> I. I the thing is, is I, he's so rooted there, Tomlin is. Um, the only way it would happen if, there, if 
if they became so bad and he had been there for another six years and he's like at that point he I don't see him as a retiring guy maybe so maybe he'd be like oh I want to have another chance yeah I don't know no it's not it's not a bad take it's not a bad take it's just I think a long shot all right let's jump into some stuff that happened this weekend Raiders Colts obviously the Raiders pull out a big win maybe the Colts aren't ready to be that number two team um I watched very little of this game because uh, it was going up against the Patriots. Um, but just wanted to get your thoughts on the Raiders and the Colts. I mean, to me, I still think the Colts are a better team. I think they just didn't have the better day, and I do not trust the Raiders still. I think if they get in, they're one and done. But um, I don't know what to make of the Colts, really. I do think they have that potential to be you know, a Super Bowl contender, but just some days it's not there. And I, it, it's just... The AFC is wild right now, but Cam, your thoughts on these two teams in this game? You're talking about the Colts and the Raiders? Yeah. Okay. Um, Raiders, you know my thoughts on them. They're playing with some drive. Um, if you watched after the game, how fired up that team was. They're playing for something. I think it's Madden. Maybe it's, you know, playing for the interim coach and saying F you to Gruden. Whatever it is that's playing for something, and um, I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they beat the Chargers at all. Um, the Colts, I, I mean, it's a Carson Wentz. If you saw his stat line, you just can't do that. I mean, you can be a serviceable, serviceable QB, like I mentioned last week. Let the team do the rest of it, and you just do what you have to do to win, and he couldn't even do that. 127 yards, that's not going to do it. Um, so he's, at this point, he's less than serviceable. They need a guy that, I mean, can at least play like a Tannehill and do about it. So if the Colts, I mean, if the Colts, I think they're going to make the playoffs, I don't they'll do much, to be honest. They're... No, I'm, no, no, I want to go at him counter, contradicting his point from 10 seconds ago. He just said, how is Ben Roethlisberger less than serviceable if he went 500. And then you go, Carson Wentz is less than serviceable. Directly in that game. In that game. I don't know. I think Carson Wentz is good. I like him. I still think I think he's played very well. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's good. He's had moments like blunders, but so has Pat Mahomes this year. Has had terrible games this year. Doesn't I'm not gonna say Pat Mahomes is less than serviceable. Because that's gross. Your your apples and oranges here, buddy. Carson Wentz, his completion percentage is beyond worse than the top twenty. He's like the twentieth in the yards right now on quarterback. Completion percentage is like 62, 61, something like that. Not even close to the rest of the league. And he he doesn't throw many touchdowns. And he throws a lot of picks. I mean, he's just not the guy that can win it for you when it needed to come back down to a quarterback and. Rest of the team is playing well. He's less than serviceable most of the time. He's got him nine and seven. Good for him. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm putting him like on par with the big. This is this is a Super Bowl roster outside of the quarterback. If they had a, an elite oh, yeah. quarterback, they are walking to the Super Bowl. This is a their defense is unbelievable. Their running back is unbelievable. The wide receiver one. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Their wide receivers aren't top tier, but. I feel like outside of Carson Wentz, this is a team that can win a Super Bowl. Okay, but 
I, I, I just don't buy it because, oh, he hasn't been an incredible QB this year, so he's so this team isn't – he's the only thing holding him back. When you also admit their wide receivers aren't very good. I didn't say they're not so, very good. I'm not just saying they're not top tier. They're not Super they're not Bowl top tier caliber. At all. They're not Super Bowl caliber, and he hasn't been – he's been playing solid. Not at Super Bowl caliber level, but very solid QB play. Uh, the Raiders also had another arrest this weekend after the game. Just wanted to throw that in there. They should move the team. Um, Dell, your thoughts on these two teams? Um, I, I was, I thought the Colts were going to win this one. Um, but the Raiders showed up and played and they were excited to win. Um, now I don't really know what the matchup is for like who gets in and who doesn't get in. If the Raiders beat chargers and chargers beat the raiders and then the colts beat the jags or like whatever it is um because one of those three teams is not going to make it am i right yeah or two of them i, I don't know <laughs> hold on because what do you think what do you say what's what's the on it's going to be the, if the colts win they're in and whoever wins the raiders chargers game is in yeah correct so it is two out of three Okay. The Raiders and the Chargers cannot both make the playoffs unless they both tie and the Colts lose. Right, and and the Raiders <laughs> and the Chargers play next week, right? That would yeah. be electric if they tie. I would absolutely Do you think they're talking about it, like agreeing? They're just like, let's tie. Well, the Colts would have to lose to the Jaguars. Yeah, the Colts lose to the Jags, and then they tie. <laughs> the Jaguars beat the Bills, you never know. I mean, the Colts-Jags game is on 1 o'clock, so, and the uh, Raiders-Chargers, I believe, is Sunday Night Football, so they can they can make a little plan. They can make a plan. <laughs> uh, Dale, go ahead, continue. Um, I do like that idea, though. Um, I just, I, I, I see both sides of the argument because the Colts definitely um, – are missing a top tier piece at quarterback position. And Wentz is, it's not like Wentz is terrible, but he's just, he, like we always say, he's not the guy that's going to win a game winning drive or win a game on a game winning drive in the playoffs consistently. You just don't, you just don't think that it's going to come down to the ball in his hands and he's going to be able to do it. Um, even with not, as great wide receivers. But that's the other point is he doesn't have the best wide receiver core. Um, and he doesn't have a lot of picks in terms of interceptions this year, but I don't know how many times he's thrown the ball, like that percentage. Um, so um, it was just exciting to see the Raiders win because now we have, you know, three teams at nine and seven going into the final week. So it's just more exciting. Um, I still think they're going to molly, they're going to molly well the, the Jaguars and go into the playoffs and, and turn some heads. I don't see them as a one and done team because they just are, but maybe they are. That's the thing, but they're good. It's just, it's just, I think this loss is throwing everybody for a loop because I think we expected them to win. I think comes playoff time that they might, they might be a team the other way. Speaking of speaking of games we might not have thought were going to go the way we thought, Bengals beat the Chiefs, and I just want to get your guys' thoughts. Are the Bengals really legit? Um, I'd say yes. Uh, I think that they have as good a chance as any of the top teams in the AFC to come out of it, especially after the performance they put on. Obviously, you got a young QB. You don't have the best offensive line, 
but they're finding a way to get it done. I know nothing about their defense, but um, I mean, if you beat Kansas City at the point where Kansas City is right now, which is probably the best team in the conference, um, you are a legitimate team. And uh, I think I think they could make a push to, at least to the AFC Championship game. Um, I certainly don't want to run into them, but I uh, just want to get your guys' thoughts on the Bengals. Also, I'm starting to come off Mac Jones' Rookie of the Year. Uh, based on the way that Jamar Chase is playing. He's going nuts, Dylan, with a great call before the season. Um, but Didn't he back out on it, though? He tried to. We didn't let him. Um, but I don't know. I, I Mac, obviously, the quarterback is going to weigh more and uh, stuff like that. But obviously, if it were just based on statistics, it would be, I feel like, Jamar. But, uh, Chuck, what do you think of the Bengals? Um. I think the Bengals are solid. I don't know if they're built for the playoffs, though. I don't think there's a playoff team. I just Their run game is good at times. Their line play is terrible. Just doesn't feel like a team that's going to be at their best in the playoffs, especially since uh, they don't really have <coughs> a line to speak of that's solid. So I just don't believe this team will be at their top level. Come playoff time, you know, playoffs are gritty football, and I just don't see that being where they excel. I don't know why. It just, this team just feels like a really good regular season team to me. They are a classic one and done franchise. Uh, Dill, what do you think of the Bengals? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think the win this week was a gritty win. <laughs> um, so I don't know how he. I, I see him as a gritty team. I see him as a, a dark horse um, to make the Super Bowl and winning it. Another question. Um, I just see them, Joe Burrow getting sacked eight times in the divisional game and them losing. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I was going to say beating the Chiefs is the high for their season. Beating the Chiefs, winning the division, uh, you know. You know, just taking it to them at the end of the season, getting that win that they needed. Um, they're riding high, and I, they're going to, you know, probably use that as motivation. But I think you're going to look back on the whole season after they lose in the first round or second round and be like, this team's on the up and up. Look at that win that they had at the end of the year. We're going to see more of that in years to come. Look forward to them getting better in the next three, four, two, three, four years. Uh, what about your boy Jamar? It's looking pretty good. The connection is real there in Cincinnati. Um, I hate their uniforms, though. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, Cam, your thoughts on the Bengals? The Bengals are an absolute anomaly. It, it literally does not make sense what they're doing and what Joe Burrow is doing. And Tucker, you said they don't have a run game. Joe makes it second in rushing yards. He has 16 total touchdowns this year. So yeah, relax. I don't know. They Joe don't Burrow, feel like a playoff team. Okay. Like Joe Burrow's fifth, fifth in passing, 34 touchdowns. And people say, oh, he just throws it up to Jamar and he catches touchdowns. His completion percentage for the season is 70.4. I love That's Joe his, Burrow. He doesn't make sense. It literally does not make sense because here's the biggest stat. He's been sacked 51 times. That's a lot. The next, 
Yeah, and that's where I'll agree with you, Tucker. The next highest in the league is 46, the Titans, which is a little weird as well. Um, then Baker Mayfield, 43. Everybody else is in the 30s or below. Nobody else is in the 50s. It doesn't make sense. The team doesn't make sense. Couldn't name a player on defense. Doesn't make sense. I don't know one of them. Um, I don't know what to think of this team, but I hope they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe the Jersey curse is dead. Tucker and Cam, you guys are usually on the same page. Starting the year off on on other on different feet. Well, this I year. agree. I agree with the sack thing. I agree on the sack thing. I can see him getting sacked eight times, but somehow getting sacked eight times, you still have a second leading rusher, fifth leading passer, and a second percent completion percentage. I, I that's that's. I he's guess he's, he's, he's resilient. Away. He doesn't throw it away. He just takes the sack. Yeah, you just put this team up like first round. They're gonna play like the Colts, I think, is what I feel like's gonna happen, and the Colts are just gonna beat them to a pulp. Yeah, that's the tentative run. matchup. Jonathan Taylor is gonna rush for two hundred twenty-five <laughs> yards and three touchdowns, and they're gonna have three sacks on defense. The Colts, Colts, Bengals is such a first round matchup. That's like, <laughs> I think that is just like, yeah, that's that's definitely. It's like back I'm in the, back like four years ago when the Texans used to always be in the first round and just lose. Yep, yep. The Bengals used to do it too. It used to, the Chiefs used to be in that spot too. Oh yeah. Um, and that, the Bengals Colts matchup is it's just it's the first round matchup that that everybody's just like, oh, we're gonna get watch that game in the playoffs. But I hope they win, dude. This is a weird team, but I love it. All right, to circle back to my ways to take, Antonio Brown runs off the field in the middle of the game. Uh, Bruce Arians comes out and says he's no longer a buck. Oddly, hasn't been cut yet. The paperwork has not come through yet. So he's still a buccaneer at this time. But uh, AB saying it's because he's hurt and he didn't want to go out there. Arians not being really clear. Basically, it looks like that they wanted him to play more and he refused to go out. Um, either way, it, I don't trust, I don't believe a, thing, a word Antonio Brown says. This is one case where I'm going to take Bruce Arians' side. I uh, just want to get your guys' thoughts on the whole situation and if he'll play again. Uh, I think he'll get another shot. I think his talent is too immense to uh, get rid of, you know, forget about all the stuff that he's done. I mean, he's a bad dude. And he is serious, seriously, he has a mental issue. Like, I don't know what it is. And I, I feel bad, but I think non- Bontez Perfect really did knock something loose because he is an insane person. He's a bad dude. I hope he never plays again, but I can't imagine that a team won't kick the tires on him at some point. Um, but I'm glad he's off that team. Uh, Cam, your thoughts on AB? Yeah, I I saw the the madness happen, and immediately I was like, "This is it. This is the last the last thing that that's going to happen with him." Um, he he definitely has a screw loose in there, and. I don't know if I feel bad for him. I don't think I do. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's confirmed. I don't. Um, you got to figure it out. <laughs> Just do do what you got to do. Make some money. Make people happy, and get the help you need when you need it. And he's he's just a he's a nutcase. I don't think he's ever going back to the league. He'll try to do something else outside of the league, maybe like CFL, arena football, whatever. I think he might have tried that already, but. Uh, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's done forever. Tucker, um, I think he'll be back. He is. I think Trey hit something on the head. 
yes, he's a crazy person. I don't think it has anything to do with Vontez Perfect. Like, you look at his scouting report from college. It says, prima donna. A bit of a prima donna. That was, like, the biggest thing against him in college, was that he was a prima donna. And I think it's just, you know, he's got a God complex. That's what it. That's his biggest problem, and it's going to be his biggest pro- his biggest problem in the NFL. He has all the talent in the world, and a year from now he'll enroll himself into some type of rehabilitation program. Blame it on CTE, and someone will give him a shot because he's extremely talented, and so he'll always get another shot because. You have that much talent, you're an absolute game changer to a team. A team's willing to take that risk on a guy that can win them a championship. Well, let's say the Colts in a year from now, they're like, oh, well, he's cha- he says he's trying to change. And guess what? We need Antonio Brown on our team. So, yeah, he'll get another chance in the NFL. He'll probably blow it again. Um, that's just the way it's going to be. The NFL also does not care if you're a good person or not. You can just no, look at he's a, piece of a shit, bunch but... of stars there, like Tyreek Hill. I mean, just don't care. Um, Dill, thoughts on AB? Yeah, um, I just don't understand what's going through his head. I don't think anybody does. I don't think he. Whole lot of nothing. Um, the God complex thing is is perfect. I think that's that really. Um, <laughs> sums up his personality uh he's the type of guy that you know when the team when the team needs him um like back when he was on the Steelers they could rely on him and and now it's like when the team needs him he's just gonna play the like I'm hurt or uh in this case come up with this sort of scheme where he's like I'm gonna walk off the field walk out on my team uh, just because I'm going to keep the uh, image of myself as this enigma and that I'm so talented, like, I'm not, I don't need this just so he can maybe score another contract somewhere else or something. It's, 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 it's a weird way of going about <laughs> your profession. <laughs> um, but do, he, he kind of gives me like, uh, 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 Rodney, Dennis, Dennis Rodman, not Rodney, Dennis Rodman vibes a little bit. Um, little cuckoo, but Rodman like just showed up to the games and played his, his heart out. And the guy was most effort on the court. Um, you don't see that out of AB, but you see that, like, I don't know what you're thinking type of vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, so from one former Steeler to another soon-to-be-former Steeler, Big Ben played his last game last night, won the game. Uh, just want to get your guys' thoughts, Hall of Famer, no. Uh, I'll say yeah. I think he was a pretty important figure in the 2000s in the NFL. Won a Super Bowl, got to another. Um, obviously, at, towards the end, the wheels kind of came off, but he was part of a great draft class. You know, he made a difference right away. His rookie year was one of like, the best rookie years ever. He, he led his team to the playoffs. Um but I have a lot of respect for Big Ben. He stayed in one place his whole career. He kind of became, you know, the Steelers. The Steelers kind of, you know, morphed into that Big Ben, you know, tough attitude uh, type of team. Um, obviously, there's some controversial stuff in his past that I won't touch on. But 
I, I think he should be in the hall. I don't know his stats. I'm not looking at him off the rip, but it seemed to me like he was a big enough figure in the NFL for a long enough time that he should should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Cam, your thoughts? It's not even close. It's, it's first ballot. Um, and it's because of, one, he has two Super Bowls. Two, he has, like, the... He, he won two Super top. Bowls? Yes. Against who? The Cardinals and... Three, he won two. The Cardinals and the Seahawks. He won. The Seahawks. That was the other one. Yep, my bad. So he won two. So he, yes, he's easily should be in there. Never mind. Yeah. So he's won two. He's got a seventy-one percent regular season win record with the never losing season. Um, the countless playoffs. The top. I think he's top seven in every major stat, like passing stat. Um, it's yeah. It's not even close. Uh, Dill, you're, you're a Steelers guy. What do you think about Big Ben's departure? Um, I, uh, it was a great way to go out. I mean, uh, the last legitimate play he ran was a handoff for a touchdown, and then he got to knee for the win, basically at the center of the field. Um, in front of the home fans, obviously, because his last home game. Um, uh, I remember growing up, and I like I didn't really start watching football till high school, but I always had a little bit of a interest in the Steelers and the past. But it was when I was real little; it was mostly just the Steelers because my dad grew up kind of a kind of a Steelers fan because he wasn't really into football. But the Patriots sucked uh, when he was a kid, so he just kind of gravitated towards the Steelers for some reason. Um, Probably because there was commercials with the fridge in it, and he thought it was cool. They're also nasty um, in the seventies, so that's probably why too. So, yeah, the um, reason my dad was a Cowboys fan. Yeah, that's disgraceful. So, I grew up kind of watching Big Ben, I guess, but um, he he did it his own way. You know, he was he's the biggest quarterback to really ever do it. Marcus um, <laughs> found ways to win games and and make plays design plays for his body type and he was still, it wasn't like he was the most mobile first quarterback but he could still move um his evasiveness was like ridiculous back uh when in his uh, highlight of his career um he's 100 first ballot i mean um he played as long as he could have, too. You know, he, he got hurt a lot, but he just kept playing. He's 40, he's 39, um, and, you know, just a long and really good year career. So hats off to him. Um, I feel like any, any organization would have killed to have a guy like Big Ben for that many years. Tucker, Big Ben thoughts? Um... Yeah, my Big Ben thoughts is he's obviously a Hall of Famer, kind of cool. He went His last home game was a Monday Night Football game, uh, undefeated at home on Monday Night Football games in his career. I destroyed the Browns in his career. True, he has like Tom Brady numbers against like the Bills and Dolphins against the Browns, like destroyed the Browns, like it's lost like three games. Seven and three. I think he yeah, lost three games to the Browns in his career. That's nuts. I think yeah. he has, I think he retook the lead or maybe tied. For uh, most wins at the Browns Stadium over Baker Mayfield. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah. It's tough. 
Um, all right, last thing we'll touch on in the NFL. Washington football team announced they are going to be changing their name to an actual name, so don't lose it there on that take. Um, but the Washington football team will no longer be the Washington football team. The finalists for the names are the Defenders, the Commanders, the Red Hawks, the Brigade, the Sentinels, the Admirals, the Presidents, the Armada, and the Red Hawks. Uh, my choice would be, out of these... Uh, I don't really love any of them, to be honest with you. I don't know what happened to the Red Wolves. I thought that was going to be one. Um, I like Presidents, although it doesn't really sound that good, the Washington Presidents. I guess my pick would be the Commanders. The Washington Commanders, obviously the Commander-in-Chief lives in Washington. The uh, people who run our nation are in Washington. So I'll go Washington Commanders. Uh, Dylan, this you like obviously football team as their name, but what, what do you think is their new name is going to be? I think they blow the lid off this thing and they surprise everybody and they stay the Washington football team. That's a a take. That should have been your take this week. See, I actually didn't know that there were finalists and that was going to be my pick here, that they just were like, screw it, we're staying the football team. Thanks for buying our merch for the past two years. It's not all for nothing. Um, But after reading the list, the one that came into my head even before I knew there was a list was Admirals. So I'm going to go Admirals. Cameron, your division. What's your new rival's name going to be? So I actually really liked Admirals too, but I I didn't think they were on the final list. They gave the... Um, this is a list I just looked up. I have no idea. No, Washington football team gave their final... They gave a final eight back in August. Maybe maybe it's since changed. Um, if the admirals are on the actual list, I really like that name. I saw a tweet um, that the Washington Admirals is a Quidditch, a local Quidditch team. Oh, we lit! They have to buy the trademark. Something like that. Um, I like Armada though. It's it's similar. I think it just goes well. Washington Armada. Um, not too sure what an Armada is. But it's a group of a boats. Fleet of warships. Yeah, I've heard of the Spanish Armada and Washington near the coast. They could have warships come in there, and you know, it sounds pretty cool. I guess there could be Redskins on the warships or something. Maybe they'll have a little hidden racist hidden come on feather or something in the in the logo. I like Armada. Tucker, um, I love Armada just because of our trip to Cape Cod. Took the boats out late night. We call it the Armada. Um, and how could I not? I mean, that's just kind of a destiny thing. Just was yelling about an Armada all summer, and now it's one of the choices. So, yeah, I'm going with the Washington Armada. It's got a really cool name to it, and I might have to buy some merch. They have Armada stuff. For the case. They should, ju- they, could, they should be called the Washington Pigskins. They Red Hogs is like the number one that they might go with, so be uh, similar. I like the pigskins. I wouldn't hate that one either. Um, finally, college football playoff. We have the most boring matchup possible, which is Alabama Georgia. Um, I have a couple takes. My first take is maybe don't let the little guys in because Cincinnati didn't stand a chance. So maybe maybe they don't need to let them in, no matter how undefeated they go, because they're playing dog crap teams and they get into the college football playoff. Playoff and a real team like Alabama stomps their throats in. Um, I think Bama wins it. 
the Nat- the Natty. Um, I think Georgia is in for more suffering from their college football team. Tucker, you might say otherwise because of your take about the curse, which I would respect. But I'm low. I should. Like I've said this many times. I shouldn't be a Bama fan, but I am. I just love their excellence and how they run the program. I like a lot of the players that come out of there. Um, Nick Saban's the man. So I think Bama runs a tight game. They beat Georgia earlier. They'll do it again. Bama wins the Natty. Uh, Cam, your thoughts? So just to touch on the Cincinnati thing, um, don't let the little guys in. I'm not totally opposed. I think maybe there should be a, something of a upper rule where you have to be like you have to have happier wins have to come against Power Five schools, and that can't I can't not that many. Um, come up with something to where yeah, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame this year, but their next best win was Houston and. You know, I mean, that's not that great. So I think you got to have some sort of rule. Schedule somebody who's at least preseason ranked, like three people preseason ranked. If you beat all those guys, you're eligible to get in. Something along those lines. But Alabama, Georgia, I think Georgia rolls. Um, I think Alabama's, Alabama is better coached. They won the last time. It's hard to beat a team twice. That's why I always say I'd rather uh, lose the first one. But Georgia, the way they looked against Michigan, their defense is stupid. And their offense isn't far behind. Obviously, Bama kind of shut them out last time. Bama's better coached. Georgia's a better team. They have a better quarterback. Georgia's better defense. I'm going Georgia by three. Go dogs. What's their quarterback's name again? Something ridiculous. Some frat name. Daniel, JT Something, something the third, isn't it? Or was he just in the game late? The fourth? Something Barrett the fourth or something like that? I don't know. JT Barrett the fourth. No, not JT. That's, that's, that's in Bennett. Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Bennett. Yeah. Stetson Bennett the fourth. I love Stetson I was Bennett gonna, I was going to say Stetson, and I thought I don't want to be an idiot, so I'm not going to say it. Stetson Bennett the fourth. Should have went for it. Uh, Tuck- Freddie Benson the fourth. <laughs> Tucker. Uh, yeah, I'm going to actually very much disagree with you, Trey. Uh, Cincinnati belonged in that game. I'm confused who you wanted to be in that game rather than Cincinnati because the number five team is Notre Dame who lost to Cincinnati straight up. Cincinnati played Bama better than uh, Michigan played Georgia. So I'm kind of confused in what you wanted to see there. A better game. I don't know. (laughs) Like you just want Georgia-Bama to be the first round game. Yes. Um, yes, I do, actually, yeah. And then who's the finals? I don't care. I don't know, Tucker. They need an eight-team playoff is what they need. They I need agree. to let eight I, teams that in gonna be my next point, so the crappy teams can play each other in an entertaining game and then get their shit pushed in by the good teams. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all for an eight-team uh, eight playoff. Um, but I think Cincinnati deserved it this year. I mean – they beat the number five team in the country. Uh, they honestly weren't like when you if you watch that game against Bama, it didn't feel like boys against men. It felt like like a better football men. team against a worse team. Just, it's a little bit better. Very, it was a close game in the first half. I mean, it got a little bit out of control in the second half, but it wasn't a blowout. It wasn't as if like these were two different calibers. I felt like this could have been an SEC match caliber team. Like the team that played 
on against Bama was as good as teams in the SEC. 100%. What was the final score of the game? I don't know. 100 to nothing, essentially. Might as well 27 be. 6. 27 6? Yeah. Uh, that's what Notre Dame. I mean, that's not a wild score. They beat, I'm pretty sure they beat Ohio State by more than that last year than that. Uh, yeah, that's because they had Mac God Jones. Uh, Tucker, who's your who's your natty winner? Um, I'm probably gonna go with Georgia. Hard to beat the same team twice. Dale, um, I think that this is a good thing that they that Cincinnati was in, uh, because it diversifies college football. I mean, it sets the precedent that I agree. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just I'm making the devil's advocate argument that. When you put these the game worst set. teams in, they get destroyed. Well, I, that, I think it was good that. for the league for the for the programs too, but to have a different team in there, hundred percent. I, I like that when that happens. I was glad Michigan that, made it too. That's the trade off, right? Is that you already I knew you knew that was gonna happen. Nobody in their right mind would bet Cincinnati over uh, Alabama. Like I bet Nobody Cincinnati. would, huh, Tucker? <laughs> so, I, I don't know what you I mean it, it, fourteen the, and a half just seemed like a lot of points. <laughs> So, um, you know, it, it is what it is because you're trying to fit in the teaming teams that, uh, you know, aren't those power five teams, but like they didn't lose a game and they played, they played good enough teams to be there, you know? So, um, I don't think it was a wrong decision, but I didn't expect them to, to win this game. And I don't think many people did, um, but to everybody's point, 18 playoffs would just be better in general. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not the only one that picked the Natty to be uh, Georgia, Alabama. I mean, people have been saying it since the beginning of the season, but um, that was really the picks all along. I'm not surprised they're playing again. I would say I'm going to round it out here. I'm going to say Alabama. Thank you. Vince, and we're going to go two two for two. A coin <clears throat> I don't think I've gotten – I haven't gotten it wrong since we started the show. I think I nailed it because the first year was Clemson, LSU. Cam said Clemson. I said LSU. I won it as our tiebreaker for playoffs yeah. first year. Because we used it as our tiebreaker, yeah. So let's – everybody's official picks. Dylan's Bama. I'm Bama. You two are – uh, Georgia. So if we have a tiebreaker, that's going to be it. Um, just to add, I'm picking Georgia just because I, I, I don't know why. It's hard I to just don't want to see Bama win. I, I, I agree with you what you said at the beginning. I love Bama. I don't know why I love them. I no shouldn't, but I do. No, I want to go to a Bama game so bad. It's not even funny. Their I stadium's want to so sick. Fight. I want to wear an old Bama uh, Joe Namath jersey and wave have a pom lot of- pom. Anyway, let's do it. Let's run it. List guys. Um, okay, list guys. These are types of beer, and it's not like Bud Light, Bud. It's that's, the- that's not what we're doing, Trey. I know. It's I said it's not Bud Light, Bud. I said no. That's not that's not the list. Just wait, Dylan. Can you let me finish? It's not Bud Light Bud. It's the situations in which you're drinking oh. the beer, such right. as if you are right. at home, if you are in bed, if you are Whoa, anywhere. I did not know this. 
We texted it. You were, you've been on your phone this entire time. I'm sure you looked at the text messages. I didn't. Um, all right, Cam, you have, you're excited about your list. Why don't you lead it off? I am excited. I'm going to be changing this throughout. I'm going to hear one of yours. I'm going to be like, oh, I love that one of yours. Um, I'm going to start it off. All right, I'm starting off with a bar beer. This is this is just a typical. I'm not talking about like a packed club. Music's going crazy. You just happen to have a beer. I'm talking like you're sitting down at a table, maybe standing up, you know, at Bucky's next to the heater, burning your leg off or something. Just talking to your buddies, sipping on a casual, or even like a you know, you get off of work and it's a Thursday night. You want to get lost in football? We have a couple beers at the bar. Just a nice atmosphere. Um, a lot of locals, old guys in there uh, that can tell you some stories for a while. Just some nice casual bar beer. Uh, number five, I'm going shower beers. Um, shower beer to me, not my favorite beer. Uh, can get a little warm in the shower. You got the got to deal with the water pouring on you. Um, but it's for when you're in a rush. You're trying to get a pregame going while you're still getting ready. You crack a shower beer, maybe two, and you crank those while you get clean. Um, not my favorite beer, like I said, but I do enjoy a shower beer if I'm trying to get get the uh, party started early. Uh, Dill. Um, first off, I'd like to apologize to our uh, very good and tricky moderator. Uh, jumped the gun there. He fooled me. Thank so you. I'm sorry Thank there. you, Dylan. Uh, number five for me, though, Trey, you'll be glad to hear, is also the shower beer. Um, the shower beer is something I haven't experienced in quite a long time. I haven't either. Brings, brings me back to my college days. Uh, I was fortunate to live in a suite for three years and we had showers <coughs> in our suite and it, it, there's no rules in, in a suite. You can do whatever the heck you want. Right. So. We had, we had, we just had it one year. We just had a case in the bathroom. It's like, oh, there's your shower beer. It's right there. Take it warm. Doesn't matter. Drink it. Um, the warmer, the better. But, uh, when you get a nice crisp one out of the fridge while you're taking that warm shower in the winter in the cold mountains of Vermont, um, and that little chill hits you when you take that first sip in the shower, you leave it on the top shelf so it doesn't get too steamy. Oof, it's good time. So shower beer is, great thing uh, i wish i did more of it now uh tucker number five um great minds think alike uh i also have bar beer as my number five uh just you know having one at the bar sometimes with the boys depends on the situation but just having a casual beer or two or five at the bar with your friends it's always a good time cameron number four I'm going golf beer. Um, I don't golf often. I went the other day and shot my very first birdie. It was a part three. Congratulations. Put it in from the fringe. Didn't line it up. Didn't take any practice swings. Hit it. Very lucky. Um, went in. So, anyway, I credit that to my golf beers. Had a couple the other day. Um, when you get a good shot, maybe shotgun one. Uh, just having a couple of casuals in the past, I've played 18 holes, 18 pack of golf. Um, you get better as you drink them, or maybe not. You just think you do. You have more fun either way. 
I couldn't cross over. Definitely couldn't do that. So, my number four is going to be dollar beers. Um, similar to a bar beer, it is when the bar decides to make beers a dollar. And these beers are fantastic because they're cheap. You can keep them coming. Let me tell you a story. Uh, back when Boston was winning championships twice during the Red Sox uh, World Series championship and then the Patriots won that followed that like four months later, um, we went to uh, a bar in Boston and threw down a hundred dollars and got one hundred beers, um, dollar beers. No tip. Uh, what? No tip. Well, we gave a tip, but yes, the beer itself cost a hundred dollars, and it was a hundred beers. Started handing them out to everybody. People, girls were flirting with me just to steal beers. I knew they were. I let them do it anyway. But dollar beers are so great because it's just it's expensive in the city to get beer. It, you go to a bar and you're paying like $7 for a stupid beer. And when they knock it down to $1 on those special occasions, those special nights, it really is a treat. So dollar beers is my number four. Uh, Dill. Um, number four for me, bit of an oddball one. I'm going office beer. Um, my, my work, every once in a while, we have a little get together, whether it's a little barbecue in the parking lot or a little shindig to talk about or quarterly meeting or something, we, we got beers on deck. They're in the coolers. They're freshly bought. Um, company policy, no more than two. You know I have three. And it's a good time. You drink beer, you get paid for it, you go back to work, and you're like, everything's good. Everything's good with life. Um, so you always got to snag the IPAs, too, because it doesn't matter. You, they got Coors Light. They got Bud Light. But they always got a couple IPAs in there in the bottom. Got to snag them because they're hot. Office beers number four. Tucker. Uh, number four, I have holiday beers. Holiday one. beers, no matter the holiday, it can be Christmas, Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, any drink, St. Patrick's Day. Holiday beers are awesome. They taste different on a major holiday. You're getting after it. It feels good. You're not working. You don't have to worry about it. They just don't count towards a hangover because. You're like, you know what? It can't be bad for you if it's on a holiday. So holiday beers, number four. I like that one, Tuck. Cam, three. Number three is a beach beer. This is your Corona and Lime sitting on the beach in a lawn chair in the Caribbean. Or it's your drag your cooler out to Hampton Beach in the freezing cold water and just drinking up Bud Lights until the water's warm. Either one. Fantastic times. Um, I've done them both. There's no, nothing like it. Um, cold beer on a warm beach just kind of it, it, it uh, cools your whole soul, your whole body. And um, yeah, feel good. Yeah, I have. I had that came at my number six, Cam. Um, they do cool you off when you get too hot, which is huge. But then you got to worry about the dehydration in there. So. Came in at number six for me. My number three is going to be golf beers, following Cam's lead. Um, notably, the Naha Invitational. Uh, we drink a <laughs> lot of golf beers, and it usually ends poorly in getting yelled at by the uh, people at the course because we are running each other with golf carts and screaming on the course. But uh, golf beers are great. I'm not a good golfer. I just picked up golf two years ago, and I have not gotten any better at it. Um, so I definitely need those golf beers to kind of ease the pain of being terrible at a sport that I want to be good at. Um, 
And then I feel like once I get a few too many golf beers in me, I start to play better. Maybe that's just me being drunk. I don't know. But uh, golf beers are elite. Hide them in the bag if they don't if they make you buy them on course. You just rip them out of that that ball pocket and you and you rip them. So golf beers are my number three, uh, mostly because of the hot invitational. Uh, Dill, um, number three for me, I'm going a uh, sporting event beer. Uh, it could be any sport. Um, it's always pricey. You know, you're always paying top premium dollar for that crisp, uh, cold Bud Light that might be a little warm. Um, and you just to me, I'm the one that milks the beer at the sporting event because I ain't paying 60 bucks on four beers, right? So I'll milk it. I'll savor it. Um, I'll enjoy the game. It's a, it's a relaxing beer until uh, something crazy happens and you spill half of it, get a little upset, but then you're like, it's all right. I'm at the event, so it doesn't matter. Um, so it just, But it always has to happen. You always have to buy it. You can't go there and just not get one. Um, now if they ever did some sort of, uh, promo where beers were, uh, less expensive at sporting events, that would be the time of my life, uh, but I've never seen it happen before, but I'm waiting for that day. Still though, the milk in the sporting event beer is still a classic for me coming in number three. I dumped half a beer at the Patriots game, jumping up for a touchdown, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Tucker, yeah, number three. Uh, number three, I have the post work beer. Known in my industry as a shift drink, but, uh, a good one. you know, after running around all day, doing everything, just sitting down, having a beer with everyone that just went through work with you, it's always nice. I used to crank a Guinness after my shift to get me ready for bed. Uh, mm-hmm. Cam, too. Post-work was six for me. I kind of lumped it in with the bar beer. Um, number two is ball game beer. So Dylan kind of brought it up. Sorry, I'm eating saltines. Um, Dylan kind of brought it up, <clears throat> but I'll, I want to include tailgate beer as well. It's kind of two different things. It's the same day. thought it would be too much to separate them. Tailgate slash ball game beer, 100% agree. Um, the, the the price of it, you, you got to milk it. I don't personally. You should. Um, I'm a big chugger. I can't drink beer slow, but you got to get the souvenir cup with it. I'll do make sure like two bucks off or something. Um, I went to the Dolphins game and had a lot of beers. They ended up stop selling. They stopped selling them at the third quarter. I didn't know. I was freaking out. I was going to every single place. Found this little lemonade stand. That. How do you not know that? I'm not from down here, man. Um, it's everywhere. They stopped, they stopped selling in the third. Okay. But I, I went to every single place. I was like, come on, got to get a beer. Found a little lemonade stand with beer in the cooler in the back. And I was like, can I have a beer? Where in Miami? They didn't speak any English. And they were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got 40 beers. Not that many. What is that, $400? But, um, More than that. Yeah, the bucket of beers is, is something else. But uh, that's my number two. <laughs> <coughs> my number two is a bit of a bad one. It's a road soda. Um, mostly because I like saying, let's grab a few road soaps. Um, you know, you're on the way to the next function. You're, you're moving parties. You got extra beer in your bag. If you're not driving, I'm not saying driving. I've not, I've not drank a beer while I drive, while I've driven, but, um, I'm in the passenger seat, in the back seat, you got an extra beer, crank it open. 
you know, let her rip. Uh, you get pulled over, you say sorry. I'm sure they wouldn't be too mad. You're not driving. So road sods are going to be my number two. You know, you got to keep it flowing while you uh, while you move to the next function. Dill? Um, wow, Trey, I feel like they would be very mad. Um, number two for me is going golf beer. Uh, Cam and Trey already said a lot, but I'll add one thing. Um, it's you, you go to play golf, right? And you know it's going to be a rough day on the course because you're going to make a lot of bad shots. And you miss a couple of shots or whatnot. You're feeling kind of down, like maybe swearing a little bit. But you get back to the cart. You're like, oh, there's a beer there. And then you take a sip. And you're like, everything's happy again. Um, doesn't matter. They get a little warm because you got to uh, stow them away in the beer pocket. Not the ball pocket tray. It's the beer pocket. Um, and it gets a little bumpy. So you might spill a little bit here or there. Maybe it gets on your phone, gets on your wall a little bit in the cart. You don't care. You need it to get through the day. Um, I usually take about six with me, shove them in the in the beer pocket. Um, good day on the course when you have beer. Real bad day if you don't. Uh, it's a necessity. Golf beer at two. Talk two. Uh, yeah, number two. I also have golf beer. Golf beers are some of the most fun. The hot invitational is my favorite time to have golf beers. Uh, I play golf considerably now. I play it without beer a lot. So when you get to play it with beer, makes it all the more fun. There's like this beautiful zone before you get too drunk, and when you have a little bit of a buzz, when you somehow get better at golf. Oh yeah. Just because you loosen up, but then that quickly turns into oh no, I'm deteriorating because I'm too drunk. Um, but yeah, golf beer is my number two beer. Okay, I'm number one. Number one. This one wasn't even close. It was the first thing I think of. I don't know if it's going to be under this. Um, this is the airport slash airplane beer. Um, big traveler, specifically when you're going somewhere that you're excited for, like a vacation. Um, an example would be I went to Nashville for my birthday. Trey was there a few years back. Uh, flew, flew on the plane with Noah Johnson next to me and my grandparents in the back of the plane. And... It was just the pure joy and excitement, and the flight seemed like 10 minutes. It was fantastic. Um, and then I went to my brother's bachelor party being in New Orleans, same thing, um, by myself. Still enjoyed it greatly. When I turned 21, went to the airport, had a like, 24-ounce of egg wheel, which felt like an absolute man. I was just going home with them. But nothing like it, just sitting at the airport, waiting for your flight, doing something to pass the time. And have it casual, or if you're excited and you're on the flight, um, even better. So, gotta go airplane airport. Um, my number one is going to be a ball game beer. Now, you guys know me, I'm not a chugger, can't shotgun, can't really chug beer. Uh, it has to be a really, really good night for me to be able to chug. Not the case at ball games, which is unfortunate because the beer is so expensive. I don't know what it is, but I can crush at games. I don't know if it's because the energy around me is just willing me to do it. Like I said, the energy has to be right for me to chug and I can chug at ball games. I can put them down. I wish I couldn't. I don't know if it's because they're so expensive. That's why they taste so good. I think it's the energy in the air, the excitement of rooting for your team, you know, getting up, being excited. 
And at like baseball games, you don't have to be too into it. You can kind of just chill and sip, but I crank ball game beers. I remember I went to a Celtics game once and had like six beers, which was so much money and had, was feeling great, had pregame before. Don't even remember the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, ball game beer is my number one. Can't beat it. My favorite type of beer is one that I can get at a game. Uh, Dill, number one. Um, number one for me, uh, I'm going beach beer. Um, I'm not a huge fan of beach in general. I, the sand, uh, it's not great. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Um, All right, Anakin. I, I, it's either it's like always real windy. Uh, the smell is not great. There's always birds around and dead fish. Um, but. Big butt. If there's beer involved, it becomes the greatest outing of all time. Um, I am a huge fan of beers when it's hot, like Trey brought up. I guess I can too, uh, whether it's the shower or the beach. Um, and I don't get that fatigue factor because I just keep drinking the beer. And it keeps rehydrating me. Um, so the beach beer is fantastic. Uh, you're just laid back lawn chair, drinking a couple of sodies, or you're playing games. Uh, I could crank beers out on the beach all day long. Love it. Um, beach beer number one. Ain't nothing like it. Big part of our color war victory earlier this year, Don. Uh, yes, sir. Tucker, number one. Number one, I have beach beer. Uh, any body of water works, a lake, a notion, whatever. Um, Mine was They're just better on the beach. No, because I love a good lake beer. Lake, uh, lake beer, lake beer should have been on more or less. Because that's, that's boat beers. You know, just body of water beers are the best beers. It's warm. It's nice. They're refreshing and cold. Uh, I think that ball game beers are the most overrated beers. Yeah. I stand by that. They're overly expensive. Uh, and you don't want to get drunk most of the time because you got to drive home. So like, I'm like having one to two beers at a ball game, and, and you I'm miss paying the game thirty dollars for it, and you miss the game when you're going to get it. And like, yeah, it's just the most overrated beer. They spill all the time. There's always there's too many problems with the ball game beer. Uh, but yeah, beach beer number one on my list. Alrighty, that is List Guys, and that is our show for this week. Big episode coming up next week where we'll have playoff previews. Excited for that, boys. Three of us will have a team in the, in the playoffs. One of us will not. Um, but uh, that's all we got for this week. Make sure you vote on our polls. Check out uh, – we got to figure out punishments this week for the two of you fellas. Um, and tune in next week. It will be a good episode. Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we will see you – then. Bye.